You are listening to First in Human, where we interview industry leaders and investors to learn about their journey to inhuman clinical trials. Presented by Vile, a tech-enabled CRO. Hosted by co-founder Andrew Bracken. With episodes launching weekly on Tuesdays and Thursdays. For episode 24, we speak with Gunho Kim, CEO and founder of Resense Medical. Find out about the OcuCool system, a painless intravitreal injection alternative to chemical anesthesia. Hi, I'm Andrew Bracken, the co-founder of Vile, and this is First in Human, a podcast where we speak to biotech leaders about the challenges of running clinical trials. Vile is a next-generation CRO built for biotech, focused on delivering faster and more efficient trials. And today we're here with an amazing guest, a new partner of Viles, in a sense, in that we're working together on a trial and uh, an innovator. We've got Gunho Kim, the founder and CEO of Recent's Medical. Hey, Gunho, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, Andrew. Thanks for your introduction. So I'm Gunho Kim, a CEO and founder of Recent's Medical. So Recent's Medical focuses on precision cooling for a variety of clinical applications. One of our top product is OcuCool, which will help vision impaired patient getting injections monthly and let them let them have better experience and for physician like a better workflow. Yeah, it's an incredibly exciting technology. Why don't we start by you telling us a bit about your background? Because it's pretty impressive. I'm excited to speak about what OcuCool is and what you do, but why don't you tell us a bit more about how you got here and how you started the company? I am an engineer, like my background is science and engineer stuff, understanding physics and the heat transfer, particularly because of my research back in 2008 to 2013, my research focus is understanding heat transfer in organic materials, including polymers and also tissue and cells. And also I focus on very high performance, like exotic cooling technology, which is called thermoelectric cooling. So briefly speaking, like a thermometer cooling is a little bit like expensive technology, but it could be very high performance and precise, which is ideal for like a medical purpose cooling. When I did some research about that, like I had the opportunity to collaborate with the biologist and the retina specialist. And I realized this cooling technology, especially like a precision cooling, uh, could be very helpful for the medical community. So that's how I realized the value of this precision cooling. And then more and more, like when I started, and also communicated with medical doctors in different disciplines, like dermatology and also like internal medicine, I more and more realized that this medical cooling has not been very well explored, even with it's a huge impact for that community. So that's how I started this project and company. The company is based in South Korea, right? But you work yes. kind of around the world. I started at the University of Michigan, as a matter of fact. I finished a PhD there, and uh, I worked with some U.S. largest the global community, actually. I published some like interesting paper in heat transfer community, getting a lot of attention. That's how I got like, some attention from also like, a different discipline, like a biology and the medical world, and I had the opportunity to collaborate with them. Now, after that, I had the opportunity to found a company in the USA, and my former advisor at the time strongly recommended me to continue my academic research because given its potential. And at the same time, like he graduated from MIT, like I was a top student there, but like many of like, his colleagues, like a student at the time, uh, like started like a startup, and it's not always a very ideal outcome. 
So he uh, right. recommended me to uh, continue like some academic career. And I got a like, offer from like a research university in South Korea. And actually, like, they allowed me to start company immediately. So that's how like I started a company in South Korea. And as a matter of fact, I'm very satisfied because South Korean, they are working really hard. And infrastructure there is a fantastic. So manufacturing, high tech, and then like, high semiconductor technology. And thermality, as a matter of fact, is a solid state refrigerator. So semiconductor technology, like infrastructure, is quite helpful like, to develop this precision cooling based on thermality cooling. So I'm very satisfied with working in Korea, having like a, some R&D center and a manufacturing facility in South Korea. So many devices have come out of South Korea. And uh, obviously, it's very exciting that you took the risky path and, and started the company rather than continuing with academia. And I think it's so far seems to be paying off. I know we've spoken a little bit about the technology, but you talk about precision cooling for ophthalmology as kind of a new option for patients. Can you describe the current methods of anesthesia used for intervitreal injections? And you yes, know, the limitations, so like why do you exist? When I had the opportunity to work with the red specialist back in 2015, first thing I realized is there are various methods of anesthesia. So for example, subconscious lidocaine, like a lidocaine project or lidocaine gel, or like a topical drop, like uh, using propacaine. So they are different in terms of how they are instilled on ocular surface. However, they are identical in some sense that they all use like a pharmacologic agent. The principle and the basic science behind the pharmacologic anesthetic is a lot of molecule. They need to diffuse like a neuron, a signal transmission, like a functioning the iron channel. And then they need to block it. So it takes time to diffuse through like a tissue cell and usually like organ tissue and the skin also like range of anywhere between like five to 10 minutes for sufficient anesthesia for IBT. They are all similar, like several minutes. So as a result from IBT perspective, it's a very busy clinic. So doctors need to do 30 up to 100 injections at a single day. And they cannot wait beside patient during that several minutes instead of anesthesia. So they need to do like anesthesia and then like leave patient alone and they come back later after several minutes and they do injection. So they cause some problem because they need to like visit like twice and between that they do other things. So their timing visiting second time to the patient does not perfectly align with the onset of anesthesia. So it's a complicated logistic and they're like a step like needs to manage their time sheet, like every other room. And for a patient, they need to wait in an operation room like alone. And there are papers like talking about anxiety, like waiting for uh, IBT. The level will be mostly somewhat scary. You know, yes, waiting in a sense to you're about <laughs> to get course. an injection in your eye. So, yeah, yeah right. That's that makes scary. sense. Like, they now know, like, the injection is coming now. And at the same time, like, uh, if you have, like, as a long exposure time to anesthetic agent, like a lot of cane, it has an acidic nature. So, it's obviously not as comfortable as our tear. So, after, like, a long exposure time to anesthetic chemical, it's not very ideal. So, like, they have like, irritation, like, uh, also, like, so with betadine. So, minimizing that like exposure time to all the chemical bad idea, whatever, like a lot of chemicals too, is key to have like a better post-IVT patient experience. So that is my thought and then my learning like from current anesthesia methods. And obviously we've spoke about this, but your alternative is precision cooling. And so using your device to 
cool the eye prior to an injection. So there's not that waiting period. It's very fast and efficient. Can you speak more to the device? And it's also a beautiful device, right? I've seen it. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. really cool design device. <laughs> yeah. So I try like my best to make it as small as possible to maximize the views that physician has toward a patient eye. The cooling anesthesia, this cool. the basic principle is the same, like how to block that ion channel pain receptor by what mean, like a chemical anesthesia. So they use some chemical molecule like to block it. But like ion conduction in some uh, aqueous solution can be also like a very slow down at low temperature, cold temperatures. And at the same time, the biomolecule, the protein, they cannot function below certain temperature. So now like the chemical, but physical method of anesthesia. And the question is how much time to take to reach that cold temperature that blocks, that stops like the protein function that close and open uh, the iron channel. So for ocular tissue, like just like uh, several seconds, up to 10 seconds, which is quite significantly like, faster than chemical anesthetic agent that like, traveling to diffusing to that ion channel. And, and how long does it last? About 15 seconds. So, so 15 yeah. second time window. I found like from many retail specialists that this is more than sufficient to mm-hmm. injection. And, and you don't have that six or seven minutes, the patient sitting there, the doctor's right, off, right. you so, know. So that's disease. a great question because it has like a so one limitation, like you need to inject as soon as possible, which is actually aligns with what the retail specialists want because they have right. a lot of injection. They want to inject as soon as possible. But at the same time, it gives some benefit to patient because you don't need to suffer from like an awkward numbness after IVT. You can have like a, with this like a fresh cooling, <laughs> a mm-hmm. cooling anesthesia, you can have fresh eye feeling like a normal eye immediately. So the effect of this uh, physical anesthesia is limited within one minute. So mm-hmm. recover maybe 30 seconds from animal study. That's one benefit. So let me like, uh, some, uh, continue to explain like uh, the key difference. So the 10 second, so that is far below the threshold a retinal specialist can wait or not. So like a uh, 10 second is uh, such a time like a uh, retinal specialist just like a uh, do anesthesia and without like a living patient alone, they can do like an injection right away. They can perform like injection anesthesia at the same time during a single visit, removing like a logistic headache mm-hmm. and also the patient occupying each operation room, making that time very minimal. So from practice viewpoint, it can save space as a result, having a more patient per unit time. And these patients are obviously coming in pretty regularly every few weeks, right? I'm not sure the exact time frame, but it's obviously very challenging because retina specialists, incredibly busy, huge demand from patients, limited right. kind of time that they have to do these injections and it sounds like your technology is really going to both speed up the time frame for the retina specialist and offer kind of a better experience to the patient. So, yeah, right. So interestingly, uh, the number of IVTs uh, is keep increasing. So mm-hmm. increasing number of aging population as also like a diabetic patient. And also like there are different medical conditions that could be treated by a potential drug pipeline under the surface. So there are various drugs, like injectable drugs under the surface. So we will have more injection coming in foreseeable future. So having some option, which can be much faster than other standard pharmacology anesthetic, could be really helpful for that busy retinal practice. 
Absolutely. We're incredibly excited to partner with Recens on the OcuCool Phase 3 clinical trial. It's obviously kind of a first of its kind. Can you talk about the potential impact on the industry from this trial? If we are successful with this people to try, many patients and the doctors can enjoy the benefit I just talked about. Like a better patient experience and also like a faster workflow and the less complicated logistics. As a matter of fact, like this core temperature cryogenic substance has been very popular in retinal space. So they use to remove like ocular vessel and the cryosurgery is the one of standard care to remove cancer like a cell, like a tissue. So it will change the conception of impression toward cooling dramatically. So the cooling is not any longer of danger or like a surgical purpose, but it can be precise and it could be used for different purposes. So that's my uh, expectation. So Gun Ho, you are obviously working with some of the most prolific names in retina. I've been actually incredibly impressed by that. Uh, when I met you, you were introduced to us by Arshad Kanani, who's Dr. Arshad Kanani. is one of the biggest names in clinical research in retina. How did you convince these guys to work with you? It's obviously uh, hard. These people have a lot of projects going on. I would say, you know, I was lucky, but obviously, you know, luck is not sufficient. I had a faculty position like, at some like South Korean university, research university, and they happened to have some collaborative uh, relation with the UCSD. After like a founding like, my company, like, I was like ready to like do clinical trial, and like under like some that collaborative uh, program between two universities, I traveled to uh, UCSD like San Diego and staying there, like, interacted with it, like a lot of professors, and one of them was like Daniel Chow. He was a former professor at UCSD, like, a retinal specialist. And after talking like a lot of, you know, like some meaning and then a regulatory pathway and then like a technology, and he was very excited with it and genuinely excited with the technology. And he, because like a university is always not a very ideal place to run clinical trial in a, like a speedy manner. So he decided to connect me with some very prominent retina specialist in the country. So one of them was Arshad Kanani and uh, Charles Wyckoff. And I traveled to like a Reno and the beautiful city, of course, <laughs> and uh, brought like my first, like first, you know, like a prototype, you know, that was not very, you know, pretty actually. Like I said, you were singing, you know, the final version, but like at the time, like uh, was a little bit like a bulky, but like a function, like a technology is identical. And Arshad immediately, of course, like he's experienced like a retina specialist. He immediately got the potential value of this technology. And after a few weeks of him like trying this device on actual patient, he got some great feedback from his patient. And that's how, you know, he convinced me he could finish clinical trial within like a few months. As a matter of fact, at that time, I had also like a very great feedback from the chairman of some big center founded by Novartis in Switzerland, Basel. And they said, okay, they are very interested in could introduce this technology to entire European country. However, it will take one year to finish a phase one clinical trial. Ashad said like a few months. So that's why like, I um, started working with Ashad. And obviously like Ashad was impressed and he also opens his network and the other doctors introduce and they see the potential. And uh, I have been trying to uh, as genuine as possible to them. And that's how I have been able to connect with those 
very prominent doctors. Yeah, and I'm sure that these are the kinds of folks you need giving you feedback, right? Given that getting doctors on board with this device is going to be the most important right, right. question because at the end of the day, they're the, the gatekeeper and they're going right. to decide whether or not they use your product. Yeah, so one more thing like, I want to add there is that what I realized like, from interacting with those retina specialists, like very prestigious doctors, what I realized is their top priority is to bring the best treatment option to patient. So how I was connected with very good doctors like uh, Ashar Khani, I believe like I bring something meaningful, potentially like a very meaningful to our patient. And uh, doctors also like some recognize that. And uh, that's how I got a lot of, you know, interest and the collaborative relationship with uh, retina specialists. So speaking about patients, you know, you've obviously proven a great use case for your technology and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what the results look like from the uh, phase three trial that you're running and hopeful that that will bring that new option to patients and uh, better experience to patients. What are you thinking in terms of expanding the applications of this technology? Maybe let's start there and then I'd love to understand a little more on the commercialization side. Yeah, that actually connects to like uh, our first question of why I founded Recent Medical. So if I see like only like the possibility of only like OQQ, like uh, this cooling technology being used for one single product, then I would choose to be uh, some scientific advisory board for some other company and the direct research. But what I realized is not only, you know, like uh, ocular, like uh, ophthalmic space, but also like uh, other like uh, medical, you know, discipline they actually have been using cold temperatures for decades. Primarily for like a surgical purpose to remove like a lesion or cancer from skin or like an internal organ. But some doctors like who are very familiar with the cryogenic substance cryosurgery, qualitatively, they like a based uh, with their like a, some skill, they adjust like a distance from the skin or like a timing, looking at judging from like an ice flake formation like at the surface, and their experience, they control qualitatively temperature so that like, it does not destroy cell, but for like, some generating like other effect. One is like some just a stop like a nervous signal transmission and aphasia. Another one is like some suppressing like unnecessary excessive like immune response, like autoimmune diseases, and also like some anti-inflammatory treatment, the atopic dermatitis or several dermatitis acne. So after reading like a variety of many, many papers, I realized, oh, this could be like a broad impact. And at the same time, those papers, like they didn't, you know, provide quantitative cooling condition, what temperature is needed, required to have, to produce like a reliably that clinical effect. And that's the moment. Okay, so this is worthwhile enough like to, to, to be suffered by <laughs> <laughs> running and uh, some funding like a, a startup company. So tons of work, but it's a worthwhile. And uh, my vision is we already like a launch a product like uh, for dermatology space uh, called like a target coup uh, for injectable procedure. So like a first, you know, like a, my focus is the anesthetic uh, clinical effect, cool and target core. And we have great clinical evidences for anti-inflammatory treatment. Uh, uh, atopic dermatitis and cerebral dermatitis and acne. So, like those are like a clinical pipelines on the surface, uh, very useful cold temperature and expanding to internal organ also. 
So that is like my vision for uh, Resense Medical. It's awesome. Final question here. It's obviously incredibly hard to even get to where you are today. You're running a phase three clinical trial. You've developed this device. It's you know really ready for doctors to use and to start helping patients. What do you think the future looks like in terms of commercialization? You're obviously a startup. How are you thinking about that? How are you going to get this product in the hands of thousands of doctors around the world? Yeah. So because we already commercialized, we have already commercialized the target called dermatology product, we know like what challenge and uh, some barrier to deliver actually of product to actual customers. So we have done direct sales model. We have tried, you know, distributor, like a strategy partnership, and we have some idea. And as a matter of fact, like for Target Core, the Target product has been launched successfully in other parts of the world. So outside USA, European country, Italy, England, Germany, and like a Southern Asia and the South Korea, uh, a lot of like a strong strategy partner distributor, like they are delivering this product to customer. So U.S. market also, like we expect a similar thing that like, could happen for Ocucool after we have approval. And as a matter of fact, like, a distributor not only handles the metallurgy product, but also like an ophthalmic product. So they already are showing their interest to distribute Ocucool in their territory. So I think that there's a very straightforward way to deliver this product to actual market. For sure. And I know you're you're making a big splash in the world of retina. And I, I'm sure that we've spoken about the benefits of the product. And so I think those benefits really will stand on on their own. So I imagine there'll be a lot yeah. of demand from doctors once we get more data from this right. phase three trial. Right. So another possibility is that the ontology and the, those like a market is that number of doctors is really large. So yeah. tens, tens of thousands. But like a retina specialist, like the community is a little bit smaller. So maybe like we can do like a direct sales model. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. We spend a lot of time in dermatology, as you know. So I mean, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, to, yeah. Obviously, you know, like I, I would love to have like another clinical trial with you. Exactly. Let's get that signed up right now. I think it's uh, it's very exciting. And I, I know our team's thrilled to be working on this phase three trial. And there are lots of really great sites involved. And so I think it's going to be exciting to get it off the ground in the coming weeks. Yeah, essentially, like, I agree with your vision. I need to see how it is executed in actual clinical trial. But like, your vision is right. Like, it's like combining every components of clinical trial in like a single platform and making, you know, not only sponsor, also like some side job as easier as possible. So I think I agree with that platform, like an idea vision and the less executed, like, you know, very best way. Well, yes, no <laughs> doubt. Maybe we can have you back on. Hopefully, we uh, when you have some more business updates, then you can you can give us a great testimonial and just speak about the amazing experience you had working with our team. Yeah, obviously, you know, that's like how it has uh, happened. Like among like me, Arshad, and Charlie, and the other doctors and dermatologists in other part of the world. So like we are working on something valuable to communities, and that we are successful. Then you know, like we all like some get uh, deserve like the 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 feedback, great feedback from the yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Gunho. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think obviously you're an incredibly innovative product. So congratulations for the work so far. Yeah, congratulations for you also. <laughs> thank you. All right. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. 